We are going to talk indeed about uh, how we use our time and um, we're going to talk about having a passion beyond yourself. So welcome um, to the Eden Gathering again. Thank you so much to Alice for doing such a wonderful job of testing our knowledge on Easter. Um, I'm ashamed to say that I've probably scored a last um, on that, um, but uh, I did have to go to the toilet briefly. So um, that probably affected my score because <laughs> uh, I wasn't actually playing the game. So uh, if you do uh, try to rub it in later and tell me that I'm rubbish, um, please do keep that in mind. But uh, moving forward, um, Lauren, it's such a pleasure to have you here with us today. Thank you. So um, let's just dive straight into it. So we've got roughly about 30 or so minutes uh, to talk through uh, this theme of having a passion uh, beyond yourself. So first of all, uh, for those of us uh, who don't know who you are, Lauren, uh, could you just give us a brief introduction uh, to who you are? I'm Lauren. I'm 22. Um, I am a teaching assistant at Walsham Primary and um, I also nearly became a Tropics ambassador as well, which is a skincare brand. Oh, excellent. So, Lauren, um, I think it'd be really interesting to uh, learn a little bit about your background, perhaps a little bit about your family, maybe a little bit about church as well, The Forge, which is a community church that we uh, belong to over different uh, locations here in Suffolk. Uh, so those of us uh, listening on the podcast today will know um, that you uh, can find out more by going to the Forge website. Um, but uh, for those of us uh, who are curious about what it's like at the Forge as well, um, and just beyond that as well, uh, maybe talking a little bit about your passions, can you give us a bit of an insight into that? Uh, yeah, of course. Um, so I have grown up in a Christian home um, with my dad, my mum, my little sister and my little brother. Um, my sister currently um, is in Africa. Mm -hmm. um, she's gone out with a charity called Hands at Work and she is currently in Zimbabwe um, and she'll be there for a year. So yeah, she's having a great time. Um, I have been at the Forge since Forge Thurston began. Mm -hmm. um, and before that, we went to a church um, in a village called Hopton. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I was there from when I was a baby until... Um, yeah, the first and started, so it's been good. Awesome. So um, we're talking about passions beyond ourselves, and we've, you know, decided to get you here today to talk to us about having a passion beyond yourself. Could you talk a little bit to that? What What are some of the passions uh, that you have? Be that things that you were just interested in, but also just passions that you know you really feel like you've been given a heart for. Um, can you talk to that? Yeah. So. Um, I like to think I'm kind of creative. Mm -hmm. So um, I enjoy things like art. Um, I enjoy music. Can't play anything, but. Um, <laughs> and um, I have also got a just a passion for people. I like people um, and helping in any way that I can, whether right. it's in projects or, yeah, just thinking more mindfully. Um, yeah, that's something I enjoy. Fantastic. Okay. So. Um Let's dive into the first question. So where do you think this passion comes from? This passion of being interested in other people, uh, wanting to get involved with other people and uh, help other people. Where does, that, where does that come from for you? Um, when I got asked to do this, um, I kind of always thought that 
everyone had the same passion that I had, mm-hmm. um, that everyone just like people in general, um, they like to be as helpful um, as much as they can. And I still believe that that is how most people are wired up. Um, but it wasn't until recently um, when I was asked to start thinking about this that um, I realized my nan had a massive part of me um, yeah, um, having this passion for people and for serving. Um, so my nan used to do different various things. She used to um, make up boxes full of old clothes, old toys, books, um, any material that a community in Africa needed. And um, she was aware that she couldn't go out there. Um, she was a missionary in the past. Um, so she used to go to Eastern European um, countries and um, do various jobs there. Um, it's one of my regrets. I don't know what she did, but um, yeah, she did an awesome job. Um, so she was aware that what she could do was she could provide um, the basic necessities that communities needed. Um, and a couple of her friends would take them down to Essex mm-hmm. um, and they'd get shipped over. Um, so from when I was about seven, um, I used to go around to her house and it would be like packing day. So um, we would sort out all the clothes, all the toys. Um, that's where all of my old clothes and toys went. Mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up with this understanding that there are people that wanted um, and needed the things that I had more than I did. Um, yeah. Wow, fantastic! So clearly, it comes from you know, your nan, and you really feel that that you know has a kind of historical link, you know, for you, and you feel that you know that's something that's been hopefully kind of cultivated and nurtured in you over time. Um, and I think probably we all have somebody like that in our life where we have been perhaps encouraged to get involved in something to perhaps, you know, um, do something that's beyond, you know, our kind of comfort zone and maybe, you know, try a hand at, you know, doing some sort of social action or community work or something like that. Um, and I'm just curious, you know, this is all well and good, you know, um, that we have these people in our lives, but why do you think, and this might seem like a bit of a silly question, but why, why do you think it's actually important for us to serve each other? Why was it important um, for your nan to, you know, to package these boxes and take them down to her friends in Essex and have them posted off? You know, why, why was this something, you know, that was important to her? Um, yeah, I've, I kind of feel that um, at any season in our life, um, we can be... Um, called um, to be helpful for other people, but actually um, there are times when we're gonna have to um, receive and mm. accept help. Yeah. Um, and for some people that's really easy. Um, some people that's really difficult. Um, so the what I like to think about is actually there have been times where I've needed to be supported and I've needed to be helped. Mm. Um, and actually um, by receiving um, that help somebody had to give. Um, so I like to, um, feel that I can give back into that community mm. um, and I just believe we function better when uh, we're supporting one another when we're helping each other um, I never think we were ever made to not be in community mm. I think that was the whole point of why we're all here why we all live in places like towns villages and cities um, yeah. because we're built to be in community yeah. um, I think how the way the world's worked um, it's less 
um, less important for us to um, be in community with each other face to face. Um, and I think sometimes that's where uh, we lose that sense of importance. But yeah, I'm a big fan of community. Yeah, I really love that. Actually, what you brought up then, I don't think you necessarily use, use this word, but I feel like just listening to you now, it's kind of come to me that actually it's out of necessity, isn't it? That we help each other because we're all limited in our own capacities um you know whether that be you know the skills that we have uh, the strengths that we have the weaknesses that we have that actually uh, we complement each other and that as you said it in your own words you know we were made uh, to be in community so actually it's very interesting that sometimes it's um it's actually out of necessity that we uh find that it's important to serve each other uh, and to help each other. So that's a really fascinating point. Um, I guess my next question is then, you know, how have you served others over the years? You know, what, what sort of things have you done? What have you been involved in? You know, how have you taken this passion of yours and kind of brought it into the world? Um, yeah, so I'm aware that um, there are people that are so much more qualified than I am to talk about the subject. Um, I actually, I feel there thing people do other more miraculous things than what I've done. Um, but I hope it just shows that actually these are things we already do. It's just being aware that we do them and why mm. we do them. Um, so there's a couple of projects to do with the Forge, which I'm involved in. So one of those is the Moses Project. Okay. Um, and basically that is a um, opportunity to collect bits that mum and baby would need for their first three months um, of childbirth. Right, okay. Um, so we include in baskets, mm -hmm. a Moses basket, um, various uh, necessities like nappies, um, a hospital bag for mum, um, and all the various bits that she may need, things that she might not have even thought about, yeah. um, so that they're there, so they are prepared Hmm. Um, for when they go into quite a big change in yeah. life. Um, so that's been something that's been um, really great. The project has really grown. Um, we've had loads of people giving donations. And um, even more amazingly, some of the mums that we gave the baskets to have actually given them back and re-gifted them back to us. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and hearing their testimonies and the way in which um, those baskets have been able to support them um, and just show that they are loved and they're valued mm. um, by people that don't even know them, um, which is really cool. Um, another uh, thing that um, I've been involved in and I'm going to be um, doing again soon is um, one of the mission trips at the Forge. Okay. Um, so, um, so can you talk, us, uh, talk a little bit about when we talk about mission trips, what are we sort of talking <coughs> about specifically? Yeah, of course. Sorry. Um, so... A mission trip um, is basically a trip with a mission. <laughs> so you go with the um, idea of where you're going. Um, and um, often, as in with the Forge, um, there's a um, person we're going out to go and see, okay. um, usually a community um, or a link that um, has been um, made and um, bonded over the years. Um, so... What I've been to is I've been to Zambia mm -hmm. um, with the same charity that my sister's now out in um, out in Africa with, um, which is called Hands at Work, um, and we go to a community in Maposa, okay. um, which is in Zambia, mm -hmm. and basically run a week's holiday camp for the children, um, but also get to see 
uh, their background, their families um, in their community, which is really cool. Fantastic. So you've talked a little bit about the Moses Project. You talked a little bit about Zambia and your involvement with that and also your sister's involvement. And Jess is out there right now, isn't she? So yes. how is she getting on? Is she doing okay? Yeah, she's doing good. Um, she put out a blog um, only the other day and she was uh, sharing all the things that she's learned. Yeah. Uh, she's learned she can't cook. So <laughs> okay. it's those kind of things which are quite essential. Um we had a big argument before she went about how much shower gel she should bring. Right. Um, and apparently she's run out already. So oh, gosh, she's, a bit, she's a bit angry at us. But um, what, um, what she has, <laughs> <laughs> on a serious note, what she has actually um, discovered is um, she's kind of adopted this new quote, which I really like, um, which is God uh, doesn't call the qualified. Mm. He qualifies the called. Right. So um, there have been times where she's had to um, rely on the fact that actually it, God's not always going to be using her strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, he might be using some of her weaknesses. Um, and she shared in a blog post that a, a girl came up to her in community um, and asked her if she could do some math homework mm-hmm. with her, um, which is something that um, Jess would openly say she's really struggled with. Yeah. Um, and I think even on the spot, something I'd be like, oh, I yeah. don't know. I don't um, think I would have been confident no, enough to say especially yes fractions that. and that kind yeah. of thing. Sorry. I don't go past year one yeah. when it comes to maths. Um, but um, it was really it was really nice to see. Like, I think if she'd been back home, she'd be like, no, yeah. like, go to my brother or uh, someone else. But actually, um, she took that time to work with that child. They'd purposely sought her out um, sorted her out and um, wanted to work with her so um, yeah she was like I prayed and um, she said somehow I managed to explain what a fraction was to this um, African child Um, but I really like that that actually I think sometimes we assume that God's going to use our strengths um, but actually he might use our weaknesses as well in order to enhance um, our journeys but also to serve other people yeah, so. I love that. That's such a such a great point. And I suppose, you know, for Jess, that's going to be such a huge highlight for her because it'll feel like something that she's maybe overcome, you know, kind of a, an anxiety or a fear that she had, you know, something that she saw as a weakness. And now, you know, God has used that in a way um, to serve someone else. Um, my question is, you know, has there been a highlight for you? you know, in serving other people? Has there been something that, you know, over the time that you've just been involved in different things, whether it's the Moses Project or whether it's Zambia or, you know, something else, like maybe one of the Forge, you know, four uh, weekends that we've just had, you know, has there been something that you've kind of, or maybe even just something lower key, something that maybe you've done, you know, just kind of uh, for a friend or a loved one or something like that, that has really stuck with you and has kind of been a highlight for you that's just stuck out from everything else and you just thought wow I just love that that just felt like such a great moment for me and whoever else was involved um I think there's many highlights I think Mm -hmm. um a really important part of serving is to also um like reflect yeah um so like looking back at moments where um you've been able to impact someone's life um or how they've actually impacted your life, which I found happens more often um, right. than you actually helping someone else. Yeah. Um, I can think of a couple of things. Um, there was uh, one opportunity where I was struggling to find a job. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was working in retail at the time and um, my last contract today was happening. Um, and my dad happened to walk into the shop and he said, um, there's a guy um, from our old church, uh, which I've just bumped into in town. And he's looking someone um, just for two, looking for someone just for two weeks uh, to do some admin work. Um, they'll pay some really good money, um, and um, that will just hopefully give you a bit more time to look for something more permanent. Yeah. Um, so I kind of thought, well, I've got nothing else planned. I'll go for it. And when I went in on my first day, I um, met somebody um, who I think at the time was. Uh, struggling being in the environment that mm -hmm. they were in, um, didn't really enjoy um, the um, atmosphere that was in that place. Um, and after my two weeks working there, she um, she actually came up to me at the forge. I hadn't met her before, um, bit of a coincidence. Um, and she was someone from Forge Debenham and she was like, you're just like a bit of a angel. Um, coming at a time where um, I felt like really dark at work um, mm. and actually just having a friendlier face, someone I knew that went to church um, was just really positive. Um, and that was something I didn't even realize I did. All I did was uh, wake up, go yeah. into work, try to have a smile on my face. Um, even now, if you ask me what I did for those two weeks, I couldn't tell you. I don't, I don't know if I was any help yeah. or if they had to hire someone to undo all the work I did. Um, <laughs> but it was it was really encouraging to know that actually sometimes um, even the simplest things like having a smile on your face and speaking to someone, yeah. taking your lunch break to um, sit with someone instead of carrying on with your work um, could actually make a real big difference yeah. um, and give them the encouragement that they needed like to carry yeah. on those last few months of work so yeah. yeah that was cool and i suppose the thing is is that as i'm listening to you talk about all of that the thing that's coming to my mind is that actually when you serve someone else it's about putting someone else first isn't it and it's yeah. about putting yourself second or back back of the queue <laughs> and i think you know that can take many different shapes and forms so it can be you know, doing a little favor for somebody at work when they're really, you know, overwhelmed with something, you know, um, or it could be, you know, uh, going out of your way to, you know, give someone a lift, even though it's in the wrong direction, you know, to where you would usually go, um, you know, and obviously there's various gradients to that, that, you know, you can kind of look at. Um, but, you know, talking about uh, Zambia and talking about the Moses Project, you know, I'm just curious, have you got anything planned or coming up soon that you kind of are involved in or something that you maybe want to draw attention to that's something that you know you're really excited about um so i'm planning to go out again this summer okay. uh, to zambia um last year um went out to south africa right which was um really awesome got to see where um my sister has been spending her time so far mm -hmm. while she's been out in africa um which is really cool um and I think it really highlight, um, highlighted to me um, that actually um, my whole reason for going the first time was like, yeah, it'd be really great to go, make um, a big impact, um, to change a few people's lives. Um, and I think sometimes we can dangerously um, think that we can go in and change somebody's world. Mm. Um, but actually, I came away like a bit more broken than I went, um, yeah. realizing that actually um, they had completely transformed my world. I yeah. hadn't done anything to make an impact on their world. 
um, particularly. Uh, I wasn't able to um, make them a river of running water or give them food and crops that would last all year. Mm. Um, but actually, um, the act of getting on a plane and showing um, somebody that you cared enough yeah. um, that you hadn't even met yet um, to go um, and fly over and be with them, um, the act of just being and not doing was equally just as important. Um, yeah. And I think something that I'm going to take on this next trip. And I suppose it's also that kind of wonderful thing that actually, you know, sometimes you do have to just be that person that shows up, even if, you know, as you use that, that saying that Jess has kind of hung on to that, even if you lack perceivably like the qualifications, uh, that you might need in order to do something that God can still use you no matter what. And that actually often, yes, you said, you know, as you, as you said, you know, you go out to fix something, to do something to kind of, you know, so to speak, kind of save somebody's world, but actually it's often the case that you then come back and you feel transformed by that. Um, so I, I love that idea too. That's, that's a really powerful image in my mind. Um, so let's move on now to sort of the practical side of it. And we'll, we'll talk about the spiritual side in a little bit. Um, but I'm just curious, you know, you seem to me to have had quite a lot of experience, um, you know, being involved uh, with different projects and helping others. Um, and I think the mission side of things often is, you know, a sort of key cornerstone of, you know, the Christian life. And, and I feel that, you know, uh, as Christians, uh, we are called uh, to mission and we are called to serve others uh, in the world. Um, and I'm curious from, from that perspective, um, although, of course, uh, a non-Christian perspective as well, um, because I'm sure you've been involved in other things outside of church as well. Um, what practical advice would you give uh, to those looking to serve others? You know, so what sort of, um, yeah, just what sort of practical steps and things uh, that, you know, you would advise people to take into consideration before they kind of throw themselves into something? Um. I read a book um, by a guy called Shane Claiborne mm -hmm. um, that my mentor gave me, um, and it really transformed the way I thought about uh, what we consider mission to mm -hmm. be. Um, so I think you can go away, especially if you've grown up in church, with the sense that the only people that can make a difference in the world are the ones that get on planes and fly to far-flung places. Um, mm -hmm and yeah meet people in different communities um and i think those things are important um and if you have those opportunities then they're incredible but um in this book um he said actually it's um god puts us in the communities where we are to serve in those communities as well um and i found that out in a big way um a couple of years before I went on my first trip. Um, I was planning to go away for um, a six month trip mm -hmm. um, to Zambia, but with a different organization. Uh -huh. um, I think with the idea that if I wanted to do something, couldn't possibly do it in the UK, I had to do right. it somewhere yeah. else. Mm -hmm. um, and for one reason or another, um, and with my mental health, um, it all fell through. Um, and for a long while, I felt really like dejected. And I was like, oh man, I've just, um, made all this up, I've wasted God's time. Um, yeah, I'm a bit of a failure, really. Um, but it wasn't until I read this book that actually it really highlighted that actually um, it's really important to be part of the mission field where we are. Um, yeah. And it's in the 
small things that we do that actually equate to the huge things. Okay. Um, and that's something that actually I was talking to my sister last night and she was saying that it's the smaller things that people do mm-hmm. um, in the communities out there that make the biggest impact on her. Yeah. Um, so there was one girl in the community that um, had had just to stay with her for a weekend and at the end of the weekend um, she went out and spent her last wages on a donut and yeah. just said that was the best donut she'd ever had in her life um, yeah. but she couldn't believe that this woman had gone out to buy something just right. for her um, with the last bit of money that she had um, and she said it's that small act that would never leave her um, and it's those kind of things um, that we can all do in our yeah. everyday lives that we probably already do um, but don't think about um, yeah. that's just as important yeah Sure. It's that whole idea of, uh, you know, small, random acts of kindness, isn't it? You know, um, great. Fantastic. So let's, let's kind of shift now, uh, over to sort of the spiritual side of things. Um, and let's kind of look at this, um, from a, uh, yeah, it's a slightly more Christian perspective. Uh, so I think, as we already established, often we're kind of called to mission and we feel that this is something that is, you know, part of the Christian life to go out and to serve others um, but often I feel like we talk about it a lot but we don't necessarily say how we should go about it it's kind of just assumed that this is the kind of given you know what you're doing and you know you know why it's important you know exactly where you're going and what you're going to do and what's going to happen etc etc um, and you talked a little bit um, to some of the challenges that you encountered uh, around uh, mission um, so I'm curious you know what are some of the yeah sort of spiritual you know steps or tips that you would give somebody who's thinking about oh yeah you know I've always wanted to do a mission trip I've always wanted to go and do this and you know but actually I'm not sure I don't know enough about it and it always sounds great in church or you know I see other people post about it on Facebook or Insta and I kind of think oh yeah I'd love to do that that sounds fantastic but then question mark question mark question mark question mark and you're not really sure where to go with it from there so what would you what would you say about all that I think I said I think it's really easy to then reel off a list of things like oh you should pray about it mm. you should read your bible yeah um but actually um like Jesus was a really practical man. Um, he didn't just um, sit around um, every Sunday um, and listen for an hour. Yeah. He was out there doing things. Yeah. Um, so actually, we can be most like Jesus when we're out there doing the little things, mm. um, when we're um, giving the lift to someone out of our, um, out of our way. Um, it's when we um, help somebody that... Um, need support mm. it's when we um get mucky get dirty um build houses um weed gardens that kind of thing um and i think actually that's um that's the most jesus like we can be yeah. um that there's things in the bible that back that up um there's um in the book of james it says um a lot of things about how um if you if you have faith that's great but without actions faith mm. means absolutely nothing mm. um so it's really important that we take those practical steps yeah um and i think um i think there's like there's lots of different ways in which we can do that um i think one of the ones it, first ones is believe um so um i think as well as 
believing in um, in God. Um, you need to believe in yourself, mm-hmm. um, and I think that kind of links into um, Henry's talk um, yeah. from before. That actually, um, if you have no self belief in what you do, or don't believe what um, people um, say about you, or believe about you. Um, you're not going to be somebody that's going to be very um, helpful um, or very practical out there. Um, so I believe that's really important. Mm. Um, so it's belief in yourself, but then also I, I presume as well having others believe in you as well. And I think that community, again, that whole community aspect is so important with something like this. Yeah. Do you agree to that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think that also links um, with... Um, you should also be accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think sometimes um, when we think about serving, like you think like them and us, but um, I know far more, far more non-Christians that mm-hmm. are much better at serving um, than I ever am or other people I know. Um, and one example I can think of is um, this year I'm doing 40 acts as part of my Lent. Okay, um, so thought, what, what, what's that all about then? Um, so 40 acts is basically um, 40 things that you do over the period of Lent. Okay. Um, you get an email through every morning um, at six o'clock okay. um, saying um, what the theme of the act is. And is this um, an app or is this kind of like an email link or something? Or? Um, I think it's an app, an okay. email, schools can do it, small groups can do it. Um, it's a big thing. It's run by the charity Stewardship. Okay. Um, so... My school has loved it. They've like adopted it oh, right. um, into okay. their Lent time. And I thought, well, that's easier to do than give up chocolates. So yeah. can do that. <laughs> um, and one of my colleagues um, who um, is not a Christian, um, she was like, oh, I think I might give up chocolate. Like, will you do that with me? And I was like, oh, <laughs> let's not be so rash. Yeah. Like, why don't we do... Are you serious? Yeah, Come why don't on. we do 40 <laughs> acts instead? Um, and it's... Her, the accountability that I've had with her has yeah. been incredible. Mm. Um, she, she doesn't do technology, email, anything. Um, so she purely relies on me and what I say in the morning. Right, okay. So it means that I have to have enough time to wake up in the morning to read the email. <laughs> so you're um, truly accountable. Yeah. It's like somebody's depending on you. Yeah, it's dependent like, on... Do or don't. Like, yeah, it's not going to happen if you don't do it. Okay. Which is, which is really tough sometimes yeah. when... The alarm goes off and you realize you've slept in 45 minutes and is that one alarm or is that six alarms because i've got like 10 (laughs) so i'm not sure i could do this it sounds a bit difficult (laughs) um but it gives you a traffic light system at the end um, so it gives you options of what you can do and um i go into work every morning and the first question she asks is what's our challenge today um that's great um sometimes they can be quite Christian so uh, one of them was let's go on a uh, prayer walk and think about the times that we can pray Mm. Um, and actually like it really amazed me those times when I walked into work and I was like I don't know what to say to her um, how receptive she was to that and she's like well actually it's it's just walking around thinking about people that you can really bless and I was like exactly exactly Um, and I think sometimes we can over complicate um, what it means to um, serve spiritually yeah. um, it's what everybody else is doing um, mm. we just need to make sure that we are doing it and we're doing it for the right re- reasons yeah. and we're honouring God while we're doing it that's so. great, I love that gosh I really, I wish I could turn back the clock now and, and go do that but wow it's, it's not too late not too like, late. I could start could I? I doubt, 20 more days I'll sign so. into the Wi-Fi, download yeah. it okay so yeah. cool, alright, good 
Be, be accountable. Be accountable. Okay, got it. Right, so you've basically given us kind of two practical slash spiritual things there, that idea of believing in yourself and having that community around you that believes in you as well. So as to kind of, yeah, bolster you with confidence and, and really just make you, yeah, sort of strong in your, yeah, in your own sort of self-belief. Um, and you've talked a little bit about being accountable, which I love as well. So to cap things off as we kind of come towards the end of our, of our little interview, what's that third thing? What's that third B? Yeah, I thought I'd made this up by myself. I okay. was really proud of myself. But I think even maybe Emily Hannah might have come up with this the other day. No? Okay. Maybe I have come up with it by myself. Okay. But I thought, oh, they all begin claim with it, B. Claim it. We'll yeah, claim okay. it. It's fine. Copyright. Okay, Lauren Thomas. Um, so, so the last one is just be practical. Um, okay. So kind of things I've already mentioned. Um, but I think that can be interpreted in two ways. Um, so being practical in the sense of doing things. Um, I think... Um, I'm one of the worst for this. Uh, when something comes into my head, um, I think, I think, oh, that's a great idea. And then for some reason, I think I've already actually done it and I've already mm. like done this act. Yeah. Um, but actually, um, the act of just doing. Um, so when an idea comes in my head, um, actually doing what what I actually sought out to do. Um, but I think another way that can be interpreted is actually being practical with the ideas you come up with. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's the way that you want to bless someone or help someone actually what they actually want. Mm -hmm. um, I think we can look at situations and be like, oh, like that person, like I could solve their problem for them. Yeah. Um, a like problem I've that, got the silver bullet that's going to sort this out. Yeah. 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 And it might be even a problem that they don't even consider a yeah. problem in their life. So I think um, in that way as well, um, as we like think about how we can be more practical, um, is actually to think, is that... Um, is that kind of realistic? Is that what you're kind of... Yeah, is yeah? that kind of... Is it realistic? Is it actually helpful? Is it something that's going to be helpful or actually a hindrance to somebody yeah. else? Um, yeah. And is it something that you can put into practice as well, something that you can actually kind of see yourself doing you yeah. know, for, to help that person whatever you know way they need your help? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so to recap then, just so I haven't got it wrong, so it's belief, yeah, yeah. okay, be accountable, yeah, and it's, it's going to sound terrible, like I haven't been listening, but it's going to come back to me in a moment, and it's going to be, be, be practical. practical, there we go, <laughs> I got that in the end, she definitely did not mouth that word to me, I did remember, <laughs> thank you very much, okay, so... I love those three Bs. Um, they're really powerful. And I think they will stick, hopefully, uh, if not in everyone else's mind, mine. Um, but who knows? Um, but anyway, um, we're going to kind of now draw towards the end um, of our talk here uh, this evening. And um, this is a fantastic opportunity for you to have your say. Um, so if you've heard anything uh, from Lauren um, and and that's really kind of stirred something up inside you and made you think, oh, I'd be really interested to know what Lauren thinks about X, Y, and Z, um, then please uh, just put your hand up and we will have uh, Alice come to you with this microphone here and then you may ask your question. Does anyone, oh, Sam, can I run to you? What's your question? How did you start getting involved in, say, the Moses Project? 
Well, it started off, I was, I was a bit obsessed with the concept of it. Um, we heard about it at a Forge women's event and um, Rebecca had only literally just launched the project. Um, at the time it was called something different. It was called Bambino Basics. Um, and when I get an idea in my head, I kind of like latch onto it really heavily. Um, so I'd already that same day gone out to various charity shops um, and shops and bought loads and loads of clothes. Um, and I was basically like, do you need help sorting all these out? Like I've caused a problem. Do you mean to now help it? Um, so yeah, I, just having, just asking questions, um, putting it out there. Um, and the worst that someone can say is no, I don't want your help um, and go on to the next thing. Um, going online, seeing if there's products out there already um, which are in line with your passions. If not, make them yourself, start it up yourself. But yeah, do that. Great, thank you. Any other questions that anyone's got? Okay. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll go to M first. Um, What's one of the hardest things you've had to do to serve somebody? So, like, there's those moments, isn't there, where you're like, oh, I think I ought to do this, but it's going to cost this much, or, like, it's going to take me doing this. What's been the toughest thing for you to do? Um, well, just the first thing that came to my head was um, a couple of years ago, um, me and Sam Buttress went to um, Calais and we uh, went to the um, what was the jungle um, where all the refugees lived um, and we did a whole day of litter picking <laughs> and there were some very interesting items just discarded on the side um, very interesting liquids and bottles baby snappies that we used that kind of thing um, <laughs> we were walking around and we were like what on earth have we got ourselves into? Um, and it was one point where a um, a man who had felt really, really safe inside the camp, um, I think, contrast to what the media might say, I felt more safe inside the camp than with the police outside the camp. Um, but there was one point when one guy um, asked if I could come and clean inside his tent. Um, and Sam would agree. He said to me, uh, whispered in my ear, he was like, um, I don't think you should do that, Lauren. <laughs> He's like, for some, some reason, I'm just getting this sense that that's not a good idea. And I was like, yeah, thanks, Sam. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's one of those times. I think I'd worked myself up a bit before going. It sounded like um, a really interesting opportunity, but I kind of thought, um, I have no idea what this would entail. Um, and we'd actually been at Big Church Day out the, um, the day before, and they'd showed a clip of it. And um, it was a really dreary um, site. I mean, it was when we got there, um, but the way they'd filmed it was as part of a campaign to get people to donate money. And I remember looking at it going, oh my gosh, what have I done? I can't get out of this now. Uh, Francis, who we went with, um, would kill me if I pulled out now. Um, but actually, the opportunities that it opened up for me and the way I now consider the whole situation has changed because of it. So, yeah. Great, thanks. Now, I've got a question before I go to Sam. Um, have you had any embarrassing moments when you've been serving other people? 
have you thought of one for me? No, I, I'm just curious. I've got pictures um, in my head of things that could have happened, but um, they might not be true. Embarrassing moments. Not off the top of my head. No, there's more things that I could probably name of Jess, Jess's embarrassing <laughs> moments than my own. We'll let, we'll let her do those. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go to Sam. Yeah. Um, would you say then that serving's one of the best ways that you personally connect with God? Yeah, totally. Um, for a long time, um, I really struggled in church, um, particularly um, in the church that I was in before. Um, I think if you can't sing or play a musical instrument, be in a band um, or speak, which I know I'm doing that now, but I don't feel qualified to do that at all. I was like, actually, there's no way that I feel I can really connect with God. Um, and it wasn't until um, I read this book by Shane Claiborne that I realized that actually um, that's one of the, uh, the biggest ways you can connect with God. Um, it might not always manifest itself on a Sunday um, between four and five, but um, it does in other ways um, and in my day-to-day -day life. Um, and I think that's the um, closest I've ever felt to God is when I serve. Awesome, thank you. Are there any other questions? No? Okay, well, Lauren, thank you so much for sharing with us. I think it's really inspiring to hear people's stories.